so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. Hong Kong. I am Andy Curtin. I am here with Vivek Man, <laughs> Man Spaghetti. Ma- I'm doing Man, Man Bumblebee. I'm taking that today. Marvel's yeah. Army is my favorite. Marvel's Army. Yeah, that, that was a good Attempt one. To be saying that. Where do people find you online, my uh, friend? Simply type the words at funny Vivek and somehow letter M you might find me. You might someone find someone else, but you find somebody. Into a computer or? Phone, computer, anything connected to the wide world web. Sorry, world wide web. Wow, look at me. At Andy Curtin for me, you can find me on Instagram and everything else, all that jazz. And if you like the podcast, subscribe, hit subscribe. No matter what platform you're on, it's going to be a way to get episodes before everybody else. And uh, we also have an awesome Patreon going on. We do bonus episodes every Thursday, lots of other fun content. You can find that at patreon.com slash hoho pod. Yep. For a couple of hoes I here. sound better on that one. Allegedly. <laughs> According to me. Who knows? Who knows? So today's guest, I'm very excited to have on. He has had a prolific 20-year acting career, has appeared in more than 200 soap operas, and performs the real deal canto pop. People say you are the most famous guilo in all of anywhere. Hong He's Kong? the. He's no, the no, no, no. I wouldn't be. The, Gregory the, Charles Rivers. No, you, you're panting Hong. Oh, Chris Patton? Yeah, Chris Patton. No, Chris he would Patton's be the most popular. <laughs> he came in later. You were there before he, he showed the up. The last governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you were doing more than just egg tarts. Chris Patton's already been on this podcast, actually, by the way. Wow, He's cool. in the intro. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. In the intro, <laughs> he has one <laughs> phrase, you know, <laughs> putting him in on the podcast. But no, you are the, the OG Guaylo, the original, ga- literally the original Guaylo. Not even a gangster anymore. No, there, there were a couple before me. Yeah, in acting, were, there were a couple before me. Yeah, but me. you were the one that if people were like referring to any sort of like a, a Caucasian actor in Hong Kong, you're like, oh, that's the guy. The yeah, British that's commissioner, the guy. That's him. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever meet Darshan, the, the Canadian guy that is... Oh, no, uh, Darshan. Da- yeah. Darshan. No, I haven't met him. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the big mountain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's your he's your counterpart, I think. No, he's moment. a lot bigger than me. <laughs> he's way way bigger than me. Well, different. I mean, he's Mandarin big. You're Cantonese big, right? Yeah. yeah. So, see, see what he's implying there is like less numbers, but way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I don't read between my lines, man. Let me say my own lines. Uh, yeah, that's true. Actually. That's what I think. That's what I meant. No, that yeah, guy's that that guy's pretty. He's super. I mean, he he was a comedian. I don't know if he is anymore. But he was, he was studying under a master in the Chinese uh, two-person comedian uh, tradition. Sang yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing, yeah. Sang Sing. Yeah, yeah. We got a Mandarin person here. Yeah, <laughs> Dashan. I've done. He's done shows seven with podcasts with Dashan. He's been on. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was the first guy I ever interviewed. Actually, I started podcast because I had an interview with him. I need to put it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I had nowhere to put you. Wait a minute, I'll open a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> actually exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Put copy paste. Okay, we have a show now. Let's so that was that. in Hong Kong or up in China? Shanghai. So I was in oh. Shanghai for ten years before I moved down here pretty recently. Wow. Yeah. So Andy came down here because I like, asked for comedy and also he opened the uh, comedy club, The Riff. 
I came down here to have my career destroyed. Yeah. He, <laughs> but that's what a rift does, right? That's right. Oh. Not rift. Not yeah, rift. R I F F. I thought it was a riff. You said the rift club, not the rift club. No. It's funny how many people mess that up. Do people not really not know the word riff? Like, yeah, but you're talking comedian. I mean, if it's comedian, it's got to be a riff, right? It can't be a riff. We'd be riffing off of stuff. Like, yeah. we're just like, talking nonsense, riffing, improvising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we ended up having the rift. So, yeah, it was a typo, Andy. I now have a rift with the company that opened the riff, if that counts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Just to clarify, in fact, these are three English speaking people discussing English terms. In a in a small room in a who English. normally don't speak English. What sorry there? We we normally don't speak English. We normally this is the ironic. I don't thing. speak it well. So check this out. Whenever I've ever met Gregory in general for any sort of gigs or any events, usually it's kind of do with let's say Hong Kong identity and stuff like that. Yeah. Very often we are speaking to each other in Cantonese. And and not very just, often, always. Always. And yeah. Pe- are people just staring? No, no, no. They're used to us. They <laughs> yeah. expect it from us. Exactly. We're, we're Hong Kongers. Yeah, yeah. And sure. No, I get that, but. But I, I would just imagine that maybe because the two of you are together. Yeah, no, it's Andy, like an elevated. Well, twenty-five years ago, I had another friend who's from America, and if we were at Yum Cha, yeah, with the families, and we're all talking in Cantonese, and yeah, we'd get a few stares. Yeah, <laughs> I get, I get stares differently though. <laughs> the reason they stare at me, they're like, "Oh, look at this guy, who let him <laughs> in? Who let this guy in?" <laughs> it's a different kind of stare. It's still a stare. I'll take it. <laughs> no, but the funny thing is that if, let's say, the two of us, Greg and myself, are speaking at an event. And we're not speaking in Cantonese, we'd probably get bigger stares. Right? The audience would be like, wait, I, I normally see these guys speaking in Cantonese. What is this language they're speaking? Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand them anymore. What, what's going on? Hey, wait a second. My Cantonese has gotten worse. I don't get what these two non-Chinese. I don't understand their accent. <laughs> what happened to their accent? Yeah. <laughs> well, so let's go back a little deeper. So you're from, from Gimpy in Australia. Somebody's done their homework. The, the, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the leading town or the leading town. The, the de facto capital of Australia. Well, okay. <laughs> Must be a really different Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, so I, I believe, if I if I understand correctly, is you, you discovered your uh, your passion for canto pop at that time. Is that right? No, that, well, well, Gimpy was in Queensland, and then in 1980 we moved to the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. And then when I graduated from high school, we call it high school. It <laughs> oh, looks like I me, forget. You call it high school. We don't call it secondary school. We don't call it up or whatever. We get a high school. Higher than us. Where else? Are That's because most secondary. of the kids there are high. That's why. We <laughs> that as well, I suppose. And not in Katoomba, anyway. Uh, well, we might be high on the oxygen. I mean, we're so high up. We we went back there about 15 years ago after being in Hong Kong for 15 years. Wow. And you take a breath of the air and you go, wow. <laughs> this is this things. is really nice. Yeah, air. your lungs are like, wait, what is this? Yeah, you yeah. Get too much work now. I'm I haven't used to this. had this for a long time. What yeah. happened? How <laughs> dare you give me so much oxygen? Because the Blue Mountains are really high. I mean, we we get snow once every ten years. Well, actually, the the, the, the tradition is small snow. It's just like Chinese English now. <laughs> yeah. Small snow every three years and big snow every ten years. So it's pretty high up. The the, the air is incredible. But I was we moved there in 1980. And in 1983, I went to the University of New South Wales. That's where I met my Hong Kong friends. Mm. And that's where I came into contact with uh, Canto Pop. Do you remember listening to Canto Pop for the first time? Mm, I remember why I listened to Canto Pop for the first time. Um, I, was, we, we, I was already living in the dormitory yeah. on, on, on campus. Yes. International house. So, so international house is a rule, like, at least 50% of the students have to be international. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's called international hey, house. Makes sense, guys. 
But I was walking down the corridor, going back to my room, and I heard this music, and I knocked on the door and asked the, the young girl inside, wow, that's really good. Can I borrow that? And then it was Canopop. I love how the story is clearly transformed because your wife's sitting next to you right Yeah, now. right. It was like, <laughs> I was like turn it right, down. Right. This turn guy's in, she's off. in his high school going like, is this some noise? I can't take this. What is this gibberish I'm hearing Cause, now? Because how, how often when your neighbors are playing loud music, do you go and knock and be like, what is this fabulous music you're playing? <laughs> <laughs> could yeah. could anyway, you put it on louder? I, I, I've noticed the temperature in the room has suddenly gone up. <laughs> so we're going to continue the topic. Please continue your story of the innocence of finding candy. Uh, yeah, anyway, I took it back and I started yeah. listening to it. And, I was, and, and, you know, cassette tapes. Ah. Pretty hard to loop a cassette tape, but yeah. we tried anyway, right? You so rewind. You, you rewind and you play it and you rewind it. and you play it. Well, now the machine can rewind it. Ah. <laughs> it was a manual rewind. Australian technology. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard with you if you wanted to. At the time, um, Akai, um, um, Akai came out with a tape cassette player where you could actually pick songs and it would pick up the two-second delay it? between the songs and yeah. you'd be able to go back and re- rewind one song at a time. So it would like detect a little gap and so yeah. which song starts and keep It, it would scan the tape as it was going backwards wow. or forwards, find the two-second delay and then stop and then start playing for We've you. Just lost that was new technology at the time. Man, we, like, I bet you all yeah, are young. Yeah, young listeners, are, yeah. Are, they're, they're dead now. They're watching a like, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, Akai? What, the berry? Well, what's that? Akai, yeah, yeah like, like back in the day, Akai was one of the top brands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. their hi-fi systems and the cassette players were amazing at uh, the time. Yeah, that's A-K-A-I, not A-C-A-I, the berry. But yeah. Right. So y- you, you figured out, though, you liked a few of them, like Alan Tam and Leslie Chung. Alan Tam, Leslie Chung, and then I went into Chinatown, started buying my own records. Um, and you didn't speak any Cantonese. The thing about the Cantonese pop, uh, the, the records and the cassettes, is they all come with the lyrics printed. In, in the sleeve. Chinese, though. In Chinese. Yeah, so it doesn't so, help. But, and, and then in, <laughs> back in the 80s, so the useful. pop singers, and even now they're pretty good, but back in the 80s, the pop singers, every single character, you could hear them. Oh, right? Yeah, it was yeah. very, very clear. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're listening to the kind of pop songs and you're reading the Chinese, and because Chinese is a single, you know, every character has a single uh, element of time. Yeah. You know, it's a constant beat, almost. Um, so when you when you're listening to the songs and you're following the lyrics, you can follow every single character, and you just learn to read Chinese. Wow. Is that how you learn Chinese? That's pretty much how I learned to read I, uh, I would, to read Chinese. I really yeah. wish you would contact the education department <coughs> in Hong Kong and be like, "Duh, could you teach people this way, please?" Like, you know the <laughs> amount of times they have all these different curriculums. Let's teach Cantonese to non-Chinese this way. I'm like, oh, guys, please, it's not as difficult as you think it is. You guys are complicating it. Here you go, Gregory, right here, sing a few. You know songs. what? I'll tell you that I, after studying Mandarin where there was just so many options of materials that were really good, it's pretty limited for Cantonese, actually. Yeah. It's very I, limited. Um, yeah, it might be. By okay. comparison. Yeah. Um, at the time, I bought this dictionary. Yeah. And Chinese at the time, you couldn't print Chinese. Back in the 80s, it was handwritten Chinese. In the dictionary. In, in the in, dictionary. And they print it out. Um, no, they, they, the author would handwrite the Chinese and then they'd give it to a, an offset printer who yes, would uh, photograph it, it and yeah. then print it out. Man, that's hard um, so Because you didn't have Chinese type yeah, at the so time. I think, I think you've just basically <laughs> given everyone the solution to learning Cantonese. Find a really loud neighbor with a hi-fi system, yeah. <laughs> play some canto pop and start from there. <laughs> Every word, ting, 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 like that. You can learn it. Well, if you get them to hate it enough, they might just you know, go you to sleep still hearing it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. In the subconscious. So just that dictionary was pretty expensive. It was $100 Aussie. Yeah. 
and that was back in 1984. You can buy three It's about houses, $700, right, Hong Kong. <laughs> exactly. That's like the <laughs> I've still got the dictionary. I mean, it's just a really special book. Do you still have it? Yeah, it's about this big. You still yeah, it's like uh, 10 inches high and about 6, 7 inches wide. You I remember when I started learning... It's hardcover. When I started Ooh. learning Mandarin in 2009... Uh, you would if you wanted to see, if you saw a character you didn't know you would count the number of strokes yeah, in the yeah, radical yeah, yeah. Yep. And, yep. Would, and then you would count the number of strokes on the right hand side and you have to go to two different pages yeah. in the dictionary but it's easier for you why is that easy? Because uh, you simplify yeah. Chinese. How many strokes yeah, exactly. are there? Oh, yeah, right. We're right. 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 in traditional yeah. Chinese and it's like, Primary woi, fung, fung. Yeah. Okay, the fung, uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, when, when's it's going to end? Yeah. But <laughs> it's like counting, like you kind of count until seven, like, wait, was that seven or eight? Oh, this one yeah, line for, or for two? Si for traditional, it's like, 769. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you find the dictionary doesn't have the word like, God damn it, come well, on. Man. It's Did like even now, because we were checking characters by looking for the radicals. Yes. Right? Yeah. And uh, the, the people today don't know that. Yeah, so yeah. the new generation doesn't know to look up the left a, side a, the left, a, yeah. a character by the radical. And so you got people and their, and their names are, uh, you know, like uh, Chan Yuk San. Yeah, yeah. And the San is actually, it's, it's, it looks like. It looks like a king yeah, yeah. in front of the rest of the character. Oh, yeah, yeah. The and I said, no, nah, that's not yeah. king. That's that's Jade. Yeah. Is that Jade? Yeah, yeah. there's supposed to be a dot there, but yeah, what is a radical? Yeah. The dot's not there anymore. Yeah. It's not king. It's ja And this is, these are, you know, the modern day people I don't know like that. I would like all our listeners to right now just imagine that previous three sentences was coming from a Caucasian man who learned Chinese through music knows more Chinese than someone who went to a local Chinese school here and I was like really yeah the jade yeah you don't have the dot and it becomes oh you're right I just hope that someone plays this podcast loud enough that their neighbours <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> what is that information about jade <laughs> it's king <laughs> jade is king yeah, 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 yeah. but I, I remember about three or four years into me studying so like 2013 the smartphones got apps and suddenly you just get a dictionary, you just type it out with your hand and find it instantaneously. So it took five minutes to find one character yeah. get down to about I've got the fish 10 app. seconds. I yeah, I've yeah. got the fish app. Yeah. And okay, I was okay. just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just wasted so much of my life trying <laughs> to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. then now you can just scan it, like the picture, you can scan it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bam, yeah. it tells you what it is, right? Yeah. But I think the biggest problem is even the Chinese people now are forgetting how to write Chinese. Absolutely. Because you type it. Yeah, yeah. I, I never learned. I never learned with a pen because yeah, yeah. I thought I'd never need to. Very or I true. use Pinyin. Yeah, people <laughs> probably forgot how to write with a pen. They can write with their finger. They can probably write the Chinese characters. Well, with it's their like finger. the Koreans. The Korean I language used English to be Chinese, and the only Chinese they've got left in Korean is their names. And you look at the written Chinese; it's really bad. Fair enough. Because right, they yeah. don't write it anymore. The yeah. only Chinese oh, they right. ever write is the judge, is the names. <laughs> yeah, people can't write. Clearly, someone over here is practicing calligraphy <laughs> all day. Pathetic. But that's going to happen in Hong Kong because everybody's typing and they're not yeah. writing anymore, and so the writing is just going downhill. I think pens are on the way out. I wouldn't be investing in Bic anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> They're going down. Yeah, forget They're the that Kodak thing. of now. Yeah, very true, very true. But then, so now, like with fluent Chinese, like your level is not even just simply conversing in, can in Chinese and Cantonese. Like you're clearly you know the characters well enough that you can see a lot of stuff. Like, do you get that? For my for myself, I can read Chinese characters, sixty percent of it, I would say. So when I go to restaurants, I can read the menu, no problem. What's your What's your boundary level that you can read comfortably? Like I can read uh, gossip magazines. I can read. No, I can read newspapers. Oh, really? You can even do like proper, like legit, like, like well-written newspaper. Yeah, not yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like the, the yeah. Um, I'm probably ninety percent of the way. Oh, okay, wow. 
Damn, so you actually know better information than I do now. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Greg, uh, what is this word? <laughs> like, this is going to be the ironic but, um, but language is, is split into passive and active. So yes. when you're speaking, it's active. When you're listening, it's passive. My passive level is far higher than my active level, which is normal. That happens to every marriage. Yeah, man. I find the same with my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone so there. I can hear stuff on, you know, on YouTube and then political talk and whatever and yeah. understand 99% of it. But you, if <laughs> you ask me to just news, go back and, and he tell comes it. Out, he's like, what happened on the news? Man, bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. That's about man right. Man, angry. I yeah. could understand all of that. What do you other say? People, man, bad. Exactly. Other people not like first man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a typical husband thing to say. I can listen passively. I know exactly what's going on, but I can't explain it. I can't. It, it's really bad though when you when you suddenly realize that you're understanding words that you didn't understand five years ago yeah. because the political landscape has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and these phrases are happening. So these often. phrases are happening exactly. now. Yeah, yeah. 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 And like speaking like flatten the curve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, why would you want? Uh, wouldn't we want more better curves? Like, oh no, no. In this case, you wanted to flatten. Things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so then put it this way: every time people think of, let's say, Hawkeye Wing, the Hawkeye Wing, by the way, uh, people consider it like the Hong Kong identity. That's one issue that always comes up. And I'm sure you've had this a million times, right? What's the Hong Kong identity? I'm still counting. I think I'm up to about nine hundred thousand and one. Yeah. Oh, really? Then yeah, one not, up not quite you. at a million I'm, yet. I'm at a, I hit a million yesterday. Now, uh, what's, so, what's that for? <laughs> the Hong Kong identity, like a lot of times people ask, especially himself and myself, you know, what's a Hong Kong identity? How do you consider the Hong Kong identity? Do you consider yourself Who, a Hong Kong? Uh, what is a true Hong Konger? Yeah. yeah. So I've always been asked this question. And for myself, I've always said it's very simple. It's more of a, a mind, mindset mindset rather than skin color. That's basically my simple definition. Yeah, you're too brown to be a Hong Kong. <laughs> Exactly. I'm too white and you're too brown. And oh, I'm actually pink I'm more than white. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. just right. Yeah. yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah, so one of us needs to get away from the sun. One of us needs a bit more sun, but we're always missing the mark. Just somehow a little bit you're going over it. So yourself, the Hong Kong identity, like in the most simplified way in your mind, what is, is it to you? Somebody who cares about Hong Kong and about Hong Kong people. All right, there you go. So basically a good neighbor, right? Someone yeah. who keeps the hi-fi at a suitable level. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'll take that. That's a good that's a response. <laughs> right? Someone who basically cares about the environment you're in. And I think because the, the thing is that what's funny is that a lot of times in uh, teaching nowadays, they talk about the, you know, uh, the identity crisis that we're having in Hong Kong where people don't really know who they are. And they very often would use my name or my story in textbooks. Have you ever had that? Mm, I don't think so. Really? Oh, I'm not as famous as you. I'll give you like this mind-blowing <laughs> story that really happened, right? So one day... We, He's just I'm, bragging now. I'm just like, <laughs> now that I have one up one up to him, I've got to tell the story now. I've yeah, got go, it, go, right? go. So the reason I tell you is because like, they won't contact you if they use you in like tests and textbooks i was never contacted never asked for permission so you you've never received any money i know <laughs> no publishing fees no I mean, publishing fees but yet a lot so of what kids you're learning. saying is that being having a hong kong identity is valueless is really <laughs> what you're getting. basically when people identify you as a hong konger they're like yeah you're they free won't now. pay you for it yeah if you were a foreigner we'd have to pay so you so what you know? exactly is your your presence in so these yeah, why in your books so this is what happened right so basically uh one year in the liberal studies uh, mock exam all right the tong sik for liberal studies mock exam they you don't know, have these questions and usually like you pick one out of three uh, tong sik four by the way means general studies okay yeah you yeah. want to call it general studies uh, now yeah, right general studies, studies or well, yeah, or yeah limited studies now we, we would call it general studies i think okay. yeah right, so, so tong sik means yeah it's, it's supposed to be like common sense yeah yeah common uh, sense basically we're taught common sense in they school teach common sense in schools i don't you teach know, that in australia <laughs> 
Well, we had general studies in Australia, <laughs> but it wasn't the same thing. Anyway, back to your story of the textbooks. No, no, no. But uh, let me say this. Hong Kong students are, can learn very passively. They know what you're teaching it. They just can't never apply it actively. They have no idea what you're doing with that, right? But then I'll tell you this. So uh, I, I do a show. After the show, one audience is like, hey, I saw you in my exam today. I'm like, what? What do you mean you saw me in your exam today? He's like, yeah, you were in my exam. I'm like, oh, how? And he's like, oh, you were one of the questions. And I'm like, what the hell? I was in a question now? Let me explain. Like, a lot No, I think the question would have been about uh, language study because his name is really hard to say for Hong Kong Chinese people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you got two Vs in there, man. Yeah, yeah. They're like messing with <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> 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 Do we do, do, we do <laughs> the W? Do we look like at the I? English exam. He's not from Hong Kong. Wee-wick. Wee-wick. Yeah, yeah. Wick-wick. All that. People attempt it. Oh, my God. I'm calling you Wick-wick every day. Yeah, We have Wick-wick with us today. I'm like, Ah, here we wick, go. Wick, yeah. wick, 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 wick. Yeah. Anyway, back right. to the study. <laughs> All right, real quick. Right, so basically, the the question really simply was, uh, it was basically talking about my my story living in Hong Kong and doing comedy and all that stuff. And then the question is, uh, what do you think about discrimination in Hong Kong? And I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. Like, why did you use my case study or like my story and then ask a general question? It's not specific to me, right? But then secondly, I was like, so this question is me. But I've never been asked about this. I don't know what the model answer is. And if I did this test and I You'd answered fail? it, I probably fail. I probably would fail as well. I mean, this is, this is crazy. Oh, we fail at many things. Oh, yeah. It's very yeah. true. Very true. Very but true. we, well, as Hong Kongers, we learn from our failures. Yes. Exactly. We can always pick ourselves up. All right. We're getting too excited over here. So, yeah. So, I'm famous textbook-wise. That's all I can say. I have, I actually influence a lot of students but to the, fail you, their exams. But you're talking about discrimination. And right now, especially in America, they're exaggerating. They're using the subject of discrimination to put focus and the magnification on on, on discrimination. They they they're actually creating discrimination by talking too much about discrimination and the types of di- discrimination there are out there. When I mean dogs and people, okay, for me a little bit similar because when I look at a dog, I don't look at the 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 type. You yeah. know, I don't look at the, uh, the breed. The breed. I yeah. don't look at the breed. I look at the personality. That's what I look at. Yeah. That's what I can see because we've had 13 dogs. So I can see the personality. And when I look at people, I look at the personality. Yeah. I don't look at anything else. And so what's this stuff about? Oh, he's yellow. He's black. Oh, the blacks were persecuted. The white are persecuting the blacks. And and, and then they're actually focusing. And now they're telling people in America, oh, you're white. Oh, you're a persecutor. Oh, you're black. Oh, you were persecuted. You should hate each other. It's like... Uh, it's getting really bad over there right now, but in, in Hong Kong, we're still pretty much okay. Well, it, it's a mix and match, really. Like in Hong Kong, the good thing is that the schools are trying to encourage more open mindedness in the sense of like basically understand that the world's global and stuff like that. However, you still have two sides of it. I mean, like just like literally two days ago, I yet again, once again, my tradition happened of getting stopped on the streets by the police again. Right. Yeah, right. It, you know your problem, right? You're just too <laughs> way handsome to be. <laughs> to be <good. laughs> That's what the cops usually stop people from. Oh, definitely. They're, they're like, uh, yeah. sir, you're too handsome. Can I have your ID yeah. card? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, man, this really happened to me. Like again, two days ago, I was walking down the street. Again, get stopped. I'm like, really? And I this time. So I you had your hoodie on. Not yet. No, you Not didn't yet. have your hoodie on. No, it was it was no. 4 p.m. I was like, oh, and, and, you, and your six. sunglasses and. Uh, <laughs> Unfor- I, unfortunately, I don't think they're dog lovers. These guys. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, they probably don't I think love themselves they do enough. see color very clearly. <laughs> they're like not a color lot of blind. people. Oh, I've <laughs> just been to the beach recently. That's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, guys. Have you never seen the sun? No, but I mean, I, I see what you mean. As in, like, look, even for myself, a lot of my friends, very often, because when you get to know somebody, they forget, they don't look at you as your, your skin color. They don't so, see us as guaylos anymore yeah exactly yeah. and you're just like another person they know and i use this example when i go to schools to give talks uh, about basically like my growing up in hong kong and i say that when i remember this one occasion where i went to my friend my friend's chinese his house
house to play computer games, video games, right? And when his mom opened the door, she was a bit surprised, like, oh, uh, uh, hello, uh, uh, you know, she, was, she didn't expect this, right? And my friend at the moment was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell my mom my friend's Indian because he's my friend, so he never thought it was an issue. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's this is not, not an issue. I don't know if this is real, but, but let me just throw this out there as a thought, is that I have unusual facial hair. Right. Yeah, yeah. And everybody notices. You have it. unusual. What do you? Little white yeah. patches. All, right, all right. All right. No, <laughs> I don't see color. All right, Mister. Right, so I mean, you're, you're whitish in the middle, and you. But if you didn't say anything, I wouldn't notice. People bring it up. Like right. at you need me, get glasses. At, sir. People bring it up at <laughs> me. Oh, I'm actually getting old. So say, yeah, there might be I a good point. Say, 50% of people bring it up and the other 50% some massive proportion of it. I thought it was a style choice. thinking about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought right. he did it on purpose. Well, I no, see you can get away with face. that. But in any event, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that that's when I first meet people and if it gets brought up after I've known people for a while, there was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I, I think there might actually be an element of like how we process people that we meet. Yeah. When you do meet people, yeah. you do focus on their But it's generally only for older people. Kids don't look at those things. Uh, it depends on the Unless kid. they've been trained to look at those kids things. Yeah, bring, yeah. Kids bring it up with me all the time. You know, And kids bring up race all the time. I have very two Yeah, very but small if kids children. bring it up with you, it's it's got no inference. It's just a curiosity not, question. I'm not saying that. My, my observation is only how we process appearances. Because yeah. my kids will. We'll point out they like the, they, were, they pointed out two kids look the same because they're the same race, but they're not they're not there's no meaning to it. To no, there's no meaning the to it. That they yeah, see things exactly. That are similar. Yeah. I mean, another example I used to say again. Growing up, I went to school. Someone called me an alien, and not because he was trying to you know discriminate. He was like, "Oh, you look different. So are you from a alien? different planet?" Primary school. I was like six years old at the time. That's pretty you know? racist. <laughs> well, okay, I mean that's that's universal. No, that's really bad for the aliens. I mean, <laughs> yeah, to compare exactly. you, you to like aliens. <laughs> I don't want to be from your planet. You're like, hang on a second. Aliens don't speak Cantonese. As well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Just back it is, the, he's the run from the planet X xylophone. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Well, let's be honest. At six years old, Cantonese was an alien language to me. I was like, what the hell are you guys speaking over here? I don't know what you're saying. No, but I mean, so I get it. I mean, you know, young kids are actually saying it out of innocence because like you're different. That's the only reference they have. That are you from a different planet? From yeah, I was just making everything. the idea that maybe the 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 way that we process people is focused far more on appearances when you first meet them. Yes, yes, versus yes. when you've known them yeah. for a period of no, time. No, but I agree with you on the point that yeah, in the sense that this issue of trying to talk about it too much, it's kind of like saying we're trying to be politically correct in comedy as well, right? When you're trying to be overly politically correct, yeah. there's a reverse effect. Yeah, then you it, end yeah. up not saying anything. You're like, oh, yeah, I but I also not, think you know. that we have our own internal biases that we don't realize. Yes, sure. And we that I and another one because this comes up a lot because I've run comedy clubs and stuff like that is like what you think is okay might not be okay to the person receiving it. Yeah, and that's a different situation. It's easy for us to say, but I didn't mean anything by it. I don't see color and all of that. But but the experience of the people that are affected by it. You can't really tell them what their experience is. You have to just listen. Exactly. So it, it's a really weird gray area. Yeah. Back honestly. to the kids, though. The only two reactions I get from kids is, "Oh, you speak Cantonese. That's a bit strange." Yeah. That's the first one, right? Yeah. yeah. But they're, you know, they're looking at me really strange. This this Guaylo is speaking Cantonese. Yeah. And the other reaction I get is. Mommy, why isn't he wearing shoes? Because <laughs> in our village, yeah, you know, you never I, wear shoes. I never wear shoes. Oh, you know, I go oh, up yeah. to the store to have a cup of uh, Hong Kong tea or yeah. food or whatever. Wait, wait, wait. What I do you walk call everywhere a, they, without shoes. They yeah. call, there's a name for that, like a, a Australian. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> I don't see difference. That's not racist. I That's meant, country. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't I see meant, color, but I see shoes, and <laughs> you don't have shoes. So. I see fashion. I've literally the little. I was walking past this kid with his family, and the kid. Does, mommy? Why can't he? Why isn't he wearing shoes? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> True, because the kids are like, you told me. Because the kids are shoes. like, I don't want to wear shoes. Well, no, the thing in Hong Kong is you don't wear shoes, and they say, 
once you're wearing shoes, you're gonna you're gonna step you know, step on glass or yeah, something, yeah, or something you're gonna pick up a virus. You know, yeah. oh, it's very unru- un- not an unreasonable that is, fear. That is such a typically Hong Kong local idea of like we go straight to the worst case scenario. You're not wearing shoes. Oh my god, you could break your foot and like crash it in the glass. Well, I have broken a toe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but they're like giving you With, the worst because case. I was barefoot ru- uh, running through the hills and I I kicked a uh, the root of a tree. Was this because you heard some canto pop being played at the woods or something? You're like, yeah. How, how, how long after you stopped writhing in pr- writhing in pain were you like, oh, that's why they were It shoes. actually was only sore for about five <laughs> minutes until the next day, and then the pain started coming. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. I didn't want to know why you were running like, in, the, in the forest. Oh, no, I grew up running I, away from? We grew <laughs> yeah. up on a farm. We're going back to Gimpy, all right? This is the, starting of the start of the podcast. Gimpy is only 18,000 people who grew up on a farm. Oh, okay. You don't wear shoes, shoes on a farm. Yeah, I was going to say, how many shoes do they have in the town of Gimpy? We had one pair of shoes for school and made one pair of shoes for, for church. The whole town? And that yeah. was it, you know? <laughs> I love one pair of shoes for church, none yeah. for home, none for anything else. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't I, I need like, them. Many, but is that one for the whole town? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you run inside and outside. You don't take your shoes off. You don't wipe your feet. You just, you know, you just, you just go run. wherever. And yeah, you, yeah. And the so, farm is so 100 how, acres and you're just running around so with shoes. So how weird is it coming from that life? What, do you remember when you first that's, arrived that's, in Hong Kong? That's the weird thing. Is that, yeah, you grew up in a country yeah. where the, the close. Well, we, it's not Texas, right? This is a Gimpy of Australia. So yeah, the closest yeah. neighbor is uh, probably 500 meters away or maybe a kilometer away. It's, it's not too far. Not yeah. too, you can that's walk there far. in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you come to a place like Hong Kong where your closest neighbor is. Oh, just next he's to the wall. He's yeah, playing, like, the other side he's of the playing wall. canto pop on the other <laughs> yeah, side of the <laughs> gypsum board. Yeah, maybe the university you know, kind of like was yeah. a stand between, you know, yeah, getting yeah. used to. You know, okay, was now you're over- in a dormitory yeah. and you've got students on the upstairs. And on, on was it overwhelming when you first moved here? Do you remember? Where did you live when you first no, moved here? No, it was never overwhelming. You, you just loved it? No, I came here. I intentionally bought a one-way ticket. Yeah, I remember that story. At yeah, the yeah. time, back in 1987, uh, Hong Kong still allowed people to come here on a one-way ticket. At some time, uh, at some point, they changed it. They wanted people to have the an exit after, strategy. I bet you the day after you arrived, like, Wait yeah. a how did he get yeah, here? Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, we let a guy in with no shoes. We yeah. better change the rule on the <laughs> <Yeah>. flights. <laughs> this is not right. How did this come in through here? You know, I had to buy another pair of shoes just for the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but and now they take you, tell you to take your shoes off to check. So I guess you were so one step back ahead. in Australia. I was singing Canto Pop. <laughs> I was going to Chinatown. I was with my friends. Almost all of my friends were from the Hong Kong Students Association. So and you're watching the movies and everything. So when I came to Hong Kong, there was nothing overwhelming. It was just really, really happy to be here. You just felt like you were in the movies. Finally, like that's exactly what in I saw the on movies. Screen. No. <laughs> did you? Did you already, how? What was your path into in being in movies and television? No, that was an accident. Uh, pretty. <laughs> love how you like I tripped and it. fell. I wasn't wearing shoes. I tripped and fell into a career. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's like the like one of the biggest names, like non-Chinese Caucasian actors in Hong Kong. He's like, yeah, it was a mistake. It I, was a mistake. I didn't want. It just happened. I actually, when when I arrived in on May the thirty first, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, I remember the day. That's why wow. I, I remember I, the day. I, I, I had my concert three years ago, and we placed it. We started it on the 31st of May, and it was called 31-31 because 31st of May, 31, 31 years after oh, arriving. Oh, man, that's good. <clears throat> the concert was in Cantonese all the Woo. way through. Nice. So, uh, But when I first arrived, uh, all I had was uh, 5,000 Hong Kong dollars and a place to stay at a friend's home for one month. 
and that was it. No jobs, no contacts, nothing. Yeah. And I had no idea about what... I didn't know I could teach English and make a living. <laughs> it's like somebody... So about a month and a half later, I'm walking through Central and I find this job agency and I say, oh, what kind of jobs do you have? And well, I haven't graduated yet. And uh, what can I do? Why don't you teach English? But I haven't, I haven't graduated. I haven't studied English teaching. How can I teach English? Yeah, but you're a foreigner. Oh, really? Okay. So you're the OG... <laughs> foreigner teacher in hong kong you began the trend they're like this guy hasn't graduated he just came in with five thousand bucks sure you're qualified it's like if you were in australia and you said i want to teach english then you got to go and get a degree right yeah because yeah. those people speak english <laughs> there's a big difference no we speak australian <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly true true yeah that's, that's, that's a whole different language no but when i arrived in hong kong so i was it was i don't know it was coincidental my friend actually lived on broadcast drive and for people who don't know, back in the 80s, Broadcast Drive was ATV, RTHK, TVB, those were three of them, and then the, the, the three radio stations, they're all up on Broadcast Drive. They were literally the drive for all <coughs> broadcasting in Hong Kong, hence Broadcast Drive. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so um, I was living up there, but uh, no work, no nothing, and needed to save my money. So I wasn't getting on any bus or any taxi or anything like that. I was walking everywhere. Hmm. Was it as expensive? Was it an expensive city at that time? Nah, it was not expensive at all. I mean, now it's prohibitively expensive <laughs> to do anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, this is thirty years ago, so it was it was relatively cheap. But I was walking everywhere to save my pennies, and uh, one day I walked down to the rail station and saw this upside down. Uh, <clears throat> the real station mean Kowloon Tong Station. Yeah, uh, no, 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 the Kowloon Station. Oh, it was called Kowloon back then? Was it called the Kowloon Station it back Kowloon then? Tong. It wasn't Kowloon Tong. Oh, okay, then. No, 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 no. I walked a lot further than you're thinking. Oh, damn, look at you, like, really saving your pants. No, I was like, well, <laughs> nothing to do, I just walked around. I walked all no the way down. No shoes either. Yeah, yeah oh, didn't have any man. Feet left by the well, end of it. I, I walked down and I saw this upside-down pyramid, and I'm wondering, what the hell is that? And um, and then the the back door was open. The pyramid, by the way, was the Colosseum. Oh, you walked all the way there. I walked all the way home. down. You know I the know big, Colosseum. Yeah, yeah. So there's oh, a fair wow. distance, right? Yeah, that's a long way, sir. And you clearly uh, had no Google Maps <laughs> and no sense of direction. What was okay. Google? <laughs> exactly. Back in the good right. old days. Um, and so the back door was open, and these four men were there having a cigarette break, and they saw me. They, hey. Hong England. Oh, what? <laughs> it's like they recognize me. I mean, I just arrived in Hong Kong, don't know anybody. Walked down, walked down to the Coliseum, and the four people beside the Col Coliseum, they recognized me. Wait, why did they recognize you? Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> so, oh, look in at Australia, this. before I left, so in 1985, I was the driver for Leslie Chung when he had his concert in Sydney. And in 1986, I was the driver for Alan Tam when he had his Get concert out. in Sydney. Because uh, my friends, How you know. How did you land that job, though? Well, my friends, they were looking for, you know, free, free labor. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they knew the people, the organizers in Sydney. And they said, yeah, we know you like Picardo Pop. Yeah, you know, like Leslie Chung is coming. You want to be his driver? No money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kill me in. I'm coming. <laughs> Just, uh, I was his driver. And then, then I was Alan Tam's driver. And then when Alan Tam had his concert, uh, became very familiar with the backup chorus and the dancers and the band people. So when I was back in, when I arrived in Hong Kong and walked down to the Coliseum, they they just finished their world tour. So Hong Kong was the last station in the world tour, 
And Alan Tam was in, inside rehearsing, and I had no idea what the Coliseum was. But they recognised me, told me to Huge go in. Huge venue, by the way, for anyone <laughs> yeah, listening. Yeah, 13,000 people, yeah. yeah. And um, I ended up standing backstage and watching 30 of his 31 concerts and being on stage for two of those. Wow. Because uh, when we were in Sydney, um, his backup chorus girls told him, hey, this Guaylo, he likes your songs. He knows how to sing your songs. And so in one of the rehearsals, he calls me up on stage and we're singing together on the stage. <laughs> What that's a moment. That, like that's an that's, that's a moment. Fortunately, I have photographs of that, so that's Ooh. really cool. I bet you that place sealed the deal. <laughs> like, I'm staying here. I'm not. No, 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 no. That was in Sydney. How influential? Oh, that that that, that the, the the rehearsal. Singing that's with him, the rehearsal was in Sydney. Oh, I thought you had the Coliseum. Oh, and then okay, and then okay. uh, basically, a short time after that, I said, no, I don't want to do medicine anymore. So I'm going to stop the studies and. Three part-time jobs, including a Bricky's Labourer <laughs> for a year and then a one-way ticket to Hong Kong and then accidentally run into the Coliseum with these people and wow. end up with Alan Tam for a month. I, I would like to say anybody who ends up being my Uber driver, highly consider doing it for free because maybe... Who knows how I can help you in the future? <laughs> exactly. Maybe <laughs> I might recognize you one day at my next But we haven't gotten back to the original question was how do I get into acting, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, but this is a very interesting story. And I just wanted to ask, how influential was that moment, do you think, to the, Zero. the trajectory? <laughs> really? came from oh, there? You mean in Sydney or in Hong Kong? Sydney. Oh, no, Sydney. No, that was probably 90%. Oh. Be- between Leslie Chung, Alan Tam, and then uh, I was doing a lot of Cantonese singing in Sydney, you know, at the university or in Chinatown, entering competitions. Um, and... Just really enjoyed it. Isn't it incredible? Just think that that one, him just looking over, be like, "You wouldn't get up here," and that just changes your entire life, everything that it's about, your identity, literally your identity. It happened before that. <laughs> well, you said ninety percent of it, so I'm just basing it on what you said. Yeah, um, between the two concerts, it would yeah. be ninety percent. Yeah, one one of the parts of it is you you're at the concert and you're seeing the reaction of the audience. You know, the, the whole atmosphere, everybody's going crazy and having fun. Yeah. And it's the music that I loved. Yeah. So it was um, like definitely like a moment in your mind, well, you're like, I can't believe I'm on stage. This is happening. When, right when now. Leslie Chung was there, he wasn't the only one. It was a group concert. Yeah. So he was one of the people who was starring in the concert. And they also had Mo Yim Fong, oh Anita Mui. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, Loi Fong. Wow. What, what's his English name, Loi Fong? Loi, he, doesn't, he doesn't have an English name. Um, yeah, um, and then they had the grasshoppers, Chomang. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. that was super classic. These are like I'm talking. <laughs> Those like guys are amazing. The, the grasshoppers, legends, legends. That's kind of a hacky name, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, the grasshoppers. We're be legends of industry. What should we call us? Grasshopper, <laughs> <laughs> like the movies. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was because they could really dance. Because there's three of them. Yeah. There are like three, three men, big, uh, boys. Leap. They were grammatically correct. They really, they could sing and they could dance. They could yeah. do both things really, really well. Yeah. Play the violin with their legs. <laughs> 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 so those guys, they went on for about 25 years. Mm. They were a serious group. Yeah, and I saw him a few yeah. years ago. I saw one of them performing in Canada a few years ago, and he was still on top of his game. Those guys are really serious. Man. It's. Uh, I think very few people have the the 
are lucky enough to have that feeling of being on a really good live show that's killing and be on stage at that moment. Yeah, it's a different feeling, right? I'm oh, sure. we've done. I did that once. Yeah, I'm saying like when you were at that, well, your own show. I'm you, sure. We're talking. No, about. I was on a live show that all of Hong Kong the whole night. Oh, everybody I know what was you're watching. About. Yeah, this is the 100. And most. I was the. Is that the one? Oh, this is a good this segue, one, right? Yeah. yeah, we were gonna bring that this up. That was another like. Can you tell us about this story? The hundred most. Yeah, but I'm yeah the hundred right. most. Yeah, they yeah, that was for a couple moment, of years. Right. They were rewriting the lyrics to popular counter pop songs, and they were using satire to to discuss social issues. Yeah, and one of the songs they uh, they they called me up and asked if I could sing it. Now, what was really important for me at the time was that I had uh, I had. Nah, mom. <laughs> yeah, mom. Yeah, it's so Chinese, man. He's like, Cantonese. He slips his Chinese <laughs> words every now and then. Mom just happened. <laughs> just happened. Yeah. I had just decided to give up on my singing. Because um, in April of that year, my voice was at really good quality. And then suddenly in May, I had no voice left. Huh. And uh, I, was, I was getting these radio interviews and, can you sing something? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't hold a note and I'm raspy and everything and oh, what the hell is going on and for two months it was just really really rough and then I went and saw a doctor and they said oh you've got acid reflux and you've Ooh. just burnt out all your social all, all your vocal cords and all your so social cords vocal, yeah <laughs> social <laughs> cords too yeah well. oh god Freudian slip there <laughs> hence sir. the reason <laughs> I hang out I I've hang never out. had social cords <laughs> exactly. anyway my friends are dogs Go you on. have What's wrong? You have no friends. I have yeah. no friends. <laughs> yeah, you have acid reflux. People don't like to be around you. <laughs> from What's your, your problem? Personality. Exactly. Yeah. You're puking. Your personality's puking out, right? <laughs> that way. Your food doesn't want to hang out with you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it was really, it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, almost like a miracle that they called me up and asked me to sing the song. And um, one of my things is. Even if I'm hesitant and somebody calls me to sing or to perform, even if I'm hesitant and I'm scared or I'm, or I'm just simply afraid, I'll still say yes. Hey, yeah, because it, it for us, yeah. Because it, it's a challenge. Yeah, I'm it, down it's, with that. It's the challenge to, to, to move me to start working again and to do something. And no matter what happens, how, at least I tried. And uh, the song turned out to be a hit. You smashed it. Sma- dude. No, actually, the lyrics smashed it. The lyrics were amazing. Nah, Your performance, on. buddy. I was watching that. I was like, oh, my God. The first God. one or the second the one? Or the rap one? You started no, the, the rap one was the second one. The first one was not the rap one. Oh, no. Then I saw the rap one. I didn't see yeah, the, the rap one. one. The first one was Love is Forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, by, I don't do By Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. I don't do those songs. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. happened? Love is not forever. I've been broken up before. So, Did yeah. you see this when it happened? I no, he saw. I was watching live. He, he uh, saw the. the, the uh, he saw the conclusion. Oh. So this was back in in August. Yes. And we did the song. They had a small concert. They shared the concert with Ho Wan Si. Yes. Okay. Okay. In the clean in the Queen Elizabeth stadium. stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went and did the song on stage for that. While well, they had a fifteen minute thing in the middle of for it. You to, uh, yeah. yeah. And the song was then put on the internet and it went crazy. Then at the end of the year they had an award ceremony. And so all the people who had been singing all these rewritten lyric songs over the past year were invited that the ten most popular songs were invited to the show to put on a whole concert and there was awards and we didn't know what the awards were about and we didn't know who was getting what. Except that ten weeks oh no f- five, six weeks before the show they called me up and said, we've got another song we want you to sing because we want everybody to have two songs. I was like, two songs? Okay. And the other song really scared me. 
And that's the one you, you the, the rapping one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, that really scared Man, me. That was mind-blowingly impressive. I, I, when I saw that, I'm like, dude, this is properly practiced. This guy clearly. So you, has you it. worked real hard at it, right? Oh, I, I, I started learning the song backwards. So this is a real parallel to Darshan again, because that's what his real standout quality was: was the level that he could do Shangsheng at, which is quite technical. Oh, it's really, he's really high up. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's the same thing. Like you. you it's a practice. It's an art, but it's a skill that you have to refine and, and my, work my, on. My, so my you really worked at to get this difficult yeah. piece. I have out. to be scared before I work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when <laughs> I saw the song, and <laughs> wow, cool song. Ouch! This is really bad. And was, they gave it to you. Yeah, and I they said, were, okay. I think this is the one thing. A lot of people know us that we speak Cantonese fluent and everything, but I don't think they realize the level of effort we sometimes have to put in for certain gigs where we're like, this is not how I normally talk. These are not the words I normally use. And like, this yeah. is like a whole different vocabulary. I sometimes MC events and like the terms and wordings. It's a different, different it's, vocabulary. Yeah, it's a different vocabulary. I'm like, I never say these phrases. Like, this is a... Long like, jong yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't ever talk that way. I'm like, oh God, I got to practice the hell out of this. So I, you I, When I you're hanging out with your friends, you aren't like, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. You, and you assume friends. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like you got please. acid reflux. Yeah, what's, as well? the, what's, the, yeah. what's the terminology used for please sit down? It's a really formal way of saying please be seated. And, and the thing about Chinese, which you probably know, is that a lot of the characters, especially in Cantonese, have multiple pronunciations. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. the word for sit, if you're using it in casual language, is chaw. Yeah. But when you're saying, when it's combined with another character, to me, it changes the whole, yeah. the whole yeah, pronunciation. Okay. So to sit and you, jaw is like a So if we just said, uh, uh, ching jiao chao, just yeah, be yeah. Like, okay, that's They're wrong. Like, oh, this <laughs> is <laughs> Look at this farmer, he's got no shoes on, yeah, he can't yeah. pronounce exactly. <laughs> like, well, you know, we're giving them a chance at least. I would give him a say it, but it's totally different. The yeah. the the, the uh, MC vocabulary oh, is a totally on. different thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't handle it. Exactly. So I, I would have to rehearse it. Exactly. So that's when I saw you do that rap, and I was like, dude, this is not just the he's like you know foreigner rapping in Chinese. I'm like those terms and everything is not what he normally speaks in, and this is like legit. You're practicing to the point it's mechanical memory. Right? My family in Australia had just moved from Gympie to another place called Kingaroy, which is about three, four hours away from Gympie. Sounds big. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, three or four hours away. And we were driving from Kingaroy. We'd taken them out and we were driving them back to Gympie. And it's, it, we were in a kind of like a van. I was driving. And I remember this because of the song. I remember because of the song. And the whole trip I, was, I spent memorizing the song backwards. Because if you memorize it from the end to the beginning, by the time you remember the beginning, you've rem- you remember the end as well. If you start from the beginning and, re- and memorize to the end, it's it a lot harder. Or are you just doing segments backwards? Um, sentences backwards. So last backwards sentence first. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, the, not near. Like, you say the sentence no, in like, normal like, order, but you start with the last yeah, sentence. I got it, I got it. That's, that's what I was asking. That's what I was asking. Yeah, 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 so yeah. this is kind of ironic way to finish this because that's kind of the reverse of what your, your neighbors did to you in college. Because how annoyed was everyone else in that car? <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, my, circle, my, my parents were not like, too young, so it wasn't too much of a problem. <laughs> they yeah. take the trip, they're like, wow, we really hate Canto Pop. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> song, <laughs> yeah, that was a three-hour trip of memorizing it, and then we practiced so it about good. 350 times before yeah. the performance. Oh, my God. And then God. when we got to the performance, uh, it was live. It was in the stadium. They had the whole concert. They weren't sharing it with anybody. Yeah. And I ended up with two Award, two awards and one was the the best the, the most well
welcome. I don't know what. Yeah, Joey Salafunying, the most oh, yeah, welcome the most song. Popular, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the most welcome male vocalist. Yeah. So I got two top awards that night. That was really incredible. But that that rap song. Yeah. Oh, that was that, that was hard work. Yeah, man. I, I, all I can say is that this is something you can always hold for the rest of your life dearly. But I'm pretty sure if someone says, "Do you want to do it again?" You're like, "No, <laughs> I'm good, dude. I'm good." No, but you, you like can't repeat moments like it. that. Yeah, you, those things don't get repeated. Yeah, those are moments uh, that you basically just run with it, and it is what it is, and that was the what happened. When you get to my age, you realize if you have a really good moment and you try to repeat it, you are doomed. <laughs> you cannot repeat a good moment. So even when we're acting. And so you're doing the same scene and you're not going to do it once. You're going to do it three or four times if you're lucky. If you're unlucky. In Hong Kong, we're going to have time to do it seven times. So, yeah, you know, two or three times. You don't, if, if you get a really good feeling on the first one, you don't try and repeat it. Because if you try and repeat the feeling you had on the first take, it's not going to work. So you just have to acknowledge what you have and use what you have each time you do the scene. Gregory, thank you so much for coming on today, man. It has been awesome. <laughs> I really <laughs> love the you. stories. Thank you so much.